on the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're getting witchy with Domino Day on BBC Three, delving into the past with Black Cake on Disney Plus, and rejoining the Jessup clan in the second series of Here We Go on BBC One. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters, and a show... There's going to be even more shambolic than usual this week because for a variety of reasons involving the live 600th episode of the Empire Podcast, a trip to the theatre and a vain attempt at a social life, I have had no chance to do any prep whatsoever for this podcast. I am having an absolute shocker. That has, however, never stopped me before. And it doesn't matter because I am assisted by my two far more informed colleagues, Boyd Hilton and Cara Barrow. Hi, guys. We have doing? a social life. This is an absolute <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant to say, because I'm so wildly unprofessional is what uh, I meant to say, obviously. It was Jesus wept. And also, us, I like how you're setting me up for a fall. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us have had a social life, been ill for most of this week, mm. still did the fucking Wait. For All Mankind podcast <laughs> that, that took about eight years to organise and was cancelled and rebooked about 5,000 times. he was times. very happy to do. All right, guys, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right. I'm going to say this for all of our, our lovely listeners. First and foremost, yes, Boyd, he was ill when we recorded Pilot Plus. Uh, this was... was made abundantly clear. He was also very unhappy that I was forcing him to do the For All Mankind spoiler special. However, if you are a Pilot Plus subscriber, there is now, or will be by the time you listen to this, a For All Mankind spoiler special on your feed. But perhaps more exciting than that, Boydie, yes. is that due to popular demand, by which I mean one person said it on the subreddit, yeah. we are doing, and by we, I mean you, yeah. a traitor's spoiler special, oh, which God. we are recording yes, on Monday. Happening. Yeah. And we'll hopefully get turned around for, I don't know, Tuesday. So so hopefully by the time you listen to this tomorrow, a traitor spoiler special where Boydie and Kay and possibly Ben Travis and Sophie Butcher will go through all of the traitoriness of the finale and the series as well. Uh, 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 completely. I don't know why you're absolving yourself from this. What would I bring to that? Uh, Be I honest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. I have to say it's exciting. Uh, this is good. This is like a, it's now become almost a series of Empire Heat pilot TV crossovers. Collabs, yeah. Collabs because I did the For All Mankind one with Dan Jolin. You did, yeah. And I have to say, <laughs> that was so much better than you two. <laughs> well, Oi, easy. No, I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't going to say that. He would do an open slag off. No. What I was going to say was they were absolutely brilliant. They their insights into I, I you know I hosted the thing but they okay, think, it hurts a little right? yeah it so, does a bit yeah. I no, feel no, quite hard when, I, I feel because when have you ever given us a compliment <laughs> yeah well but if you if you do a four man kind podcast then you'll get a compliment I feel yeah. what Boydie was saying that case it was so nice to work with people who were giving me insights yes. into I mean, things were, and were speaking intelligently like, about TV shows they that's really what I got were from though that. and yeah. Helen and Hot Helen I mean I don't yeah, Dan was brilliant as well but Helen like talking about like oxygenation of something oh wow she had a whole explanation both Dan and I were like, oh my God, that is incredible. Like, genuinely. But See, listen to hang it. Hang on. He's when I James explain about oxygenation yeah. in the expanse, you just glaze over. How is it that when Helen does it? It's just, I don't know, she's just, just different, you know. It's, her, it's her lilt as well. What can I say? Know? Yeah, the lilt and everything. Yeah, yeah, true. Wow. Yeah, yeah no, she's. No, she, no, it's fine. She was no, amazing. it's fine. Why didn't you go and start a podcast we with cut them? Him out? <laughs> Let's cut him out. Let's give him a cold shoulder. If I keep complimenting Helen enough that she'd invite me on the Empire podcast when, you know, one time when you. All these, like, when there's only two of you, you should have brought me in. I'm the person to oh, bring this, in. I feel 
I feel really sad about this. He so clearly wants to one day come on, well, not, and you were I'm denying him. I'm not pretending him. that I'm not, I mean, I just quite clearly just said it. So, yeah, so I'm not. No, like, I know, I'm but not... each time it's rebuffed by James, who pretends oh. he can't hear you. I think it's mainly rebuffed by Chris Hurd, to be fair. Well, no, there was there was discussion. There was there was early discussion of maybe doing some kind of collab podcast oh, yeah, that we were collab, going to do. Like collab, uh, yeah. That's still in its early early infancy. Yeah, yeah, so we're yeah, we're yeah. just spitballing yeah. ideas at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The good thing uh, about Helen and Dan is just to go back to them. Oh, tell us, buddy. Tell us the best thing about. They also watch loads of TV as well. I mean, so, so you know. So they really are now stepping on our territory. No, no, no. no. But they've just, they've got, yeah, it's just good. It's sure. Just, it's a good um, resource. What else do you love about You're them? Brilliant do you want to run well. to your top 10? Go on. Top 10 what? Things people. about you love about them. <laughs> oh, top 10. Um, top 10 people top who 10 aren't people James who are, and Kay. Yeah. 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 You're better than James yeah. and No, you're Kay. both brilliant as well, obviously. I, do, I didn't buy that. Felt a bit token. Yeah, that, that felt oh, like sure. it. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Oh, God. Where do we go from here? I don't know. Crack on, I say. Uh, what have you been watching with your new best friends, Helen yeah. and Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, wheeze it up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I am a bit wheezy and cold. You've got big Palpatine vibes, actually. Like, yeah. like, so yes. be it. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Jedi. Yes. <laughs> Talking of Palpatine vibes, I interviewed, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Donald Gleeson this morning, who played Thingy in Star General Wars. Hux. General yes. Hux. In Star Wars, I believe you interviewed him once. Well. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, we had we had some disagreement before the podcast on whether or not I told my General Hux anecdote well. Mm. Kay said no. Boyd was quite in favour. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. it was it was a tricky one. It was very good. Yeah. Is that online your interview with him? No, it's not. Oh, okay. It was just in the magazine. Okay. Shall I tell the anecdote again for the sake of our? Yeah, audience? I was going to say you can't just like. Right, okay. To it. The anecdote I had is that one of the worst interviews I had ever done was with Donald Gleeson. Who was a famously lovely man, so it was confusing. So I had 15 minutes with him to talk about his role as General Hux in The Last Jedi. And every question I asked, he was quite curt, quite clipped, a little bit abrupt. And then as the interview went on, his answer started to get a little bit angry sounding. Like he seemed genuinely cross as he was talking through it. And I was really discombobulated. I was on the back foot. I was like really stressed out. 15-minute interview. We got to about 11 minutes. And I said to him at one point, okay, well, you know, obviously when I write the feature, we're going to be doing this, this, and this. Uh, but, and then I asked the next question, complete silence for five seconds. Didn't say a word. And then he just went, I'm so sorry. I said, what? He said, I thought, this interview was about Goodbye Christopher Robin and you were just massively taking the piss by asking me all these questions about Star Wars and I was just getting really annoyed about it and I was like, well, we've got four minutes left. And she was like, right, quick, ask me everything. So I asked him loads of questions. He tried, he was brilliant for the last four minutes. He was an absolute delight. But th those, those yeah. first 11 minutes were brutal. But anyway, the reason I mentioned this yes. is Kay was like, well, you buried yes. the lead there. I can't believe you didn't say that bit up front. And to which point Boyd was explaining the principles of storytelling. Yeah. Do you know what it was? It was my disappointment. Because if you if you start <laughs> off saying someone's an arsehole, I want them to be an arsehole. I don't want it to be a reverse But parent. then you don't get the third act rug pull. Yeah, you've got pull. to get the third act. I don't know the, how much of a yeah. rug pull it actually was. Uh, yeah. That story we're told in any other order would have been mad. I'm so surprised you're defending it. Mm. No, because it's a good story. And the, it was, the only reason it's a good story is because of the ending. Yeah. Okay, the explanation. So I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put it in the, the top story slots along with the hotel story. Okay. Do you, do you know enough. what that was, Kate? It was an angry reverse ferret. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Anyway, the reason I mentioned him is because I interviewed him this morning with Andrea Risebrook because they are the stars of Alice and Jack, which is a new kind of romantic drama um, uh, which they both star and that'll be on soon. So I watched episodes of that for, in preparation for this. It's also showing at BAFTA tomorrow night as we record this mm. Thursday, tomorrow night, Friday. Have you been invited to that, Kate? I think so. What yeah. channel? It's uh, Channel 4. Right. And it's also produced by... Um, um, Krish uh, Majumdar, often friend of the show. Yes. His production company um, produced it, um, Me and You Productions. So um, the, the people who gave us I Am, the I Am series, you know, 
Kate mm. Winslet's been in, etc. Um, and they were, but, but they was they were fascinating, is what I'm saying. And I watched, and the show is really interesting. I can't wait to review it. We'll be reviewing it soon. Um, be fascinating to see what James makes of it. I think James is going to be traumatized by it. Is my, is oh, my preliminary observation. He loves a bit um, of trauma. Yeah. So there's that. So I watched Alice and Jack. Um, I watched um, lots of episodes of One Day because I had to write about that this week, um, previewing that because that's something we'll be reviewing that quite soon. So we will. That's quite heavily embargoed. So I don't know when we'll get to review it. Um, one day. One day. Leo Woodall. <laughs> and Ambika Mod and um, it is embargo so I can't say what I think of it so I'm just saying but I did watch uh, I mean all I'll say is I kept watching it and carried on watching it quite, well, you've quite said a few it all episodes there. and I know James was sent it because this was the one James was sent years ago I mean I've obviously had it for months yeah it's had so. it for months but have you actually watched it uh, I have watched some episodes I haven't watched all of it mm. there you go so I watched that then um, I re-watched all the episodes of Curb because I did oh um, my god yeah hang on <laughs> what hang on just this season, right? Like, yeah, not yeah, no, all just, of Curb. No, just this season. Right. He's just not a maniac. Nine... He's not you. I mean, <laughs> but so I, because I did the review for Empire, um, having having interviewed him, which, which, by the way, you know, I was just kind of against the rules, but I forgot. And so, anyway, um, I watched them all again for the review that I did right in Empire. And the brilliant thing about Curb is you can get, honestly, you get so much enjoyment out of watching them quite quickly again, again and again and again. I mean, that is the incredible thing about it. And if I haven't mentioned it, I mentioned it on the plus, but I don't think I mentioned it on the actual, this actual no, normal podcast did. that I interviewed Larry David and um, hopefully we'll get to play some of that on the pod I've yet to determine if we'll get approval for that but and they'll be hopefully we'll be able to play a chunk of it but I had like 50 minutes with him um, and it was one of the greatest days of my life obviously because he's a legend it's like me interviewing Bob Dylan or um, or, or Dan and, and Helen from Dan Empire. and Helen yeah, yeah it's on that level oh, those it, is, guys. it is on that level um, so that was that was fantastic and yeah so I've, I've now watched uh, most of Curb twice it's phenomenal the, the, the new the new um, 12th and final season and finally of course as you, you said we're doing the podcast on Monday when the final goes out tomorrow is Traces mm. is the Traces so which has just been you know I would say it's been I mean we're going to we'll get into it on Monday in the full in, but my, I would say it's been at least a 25% better than season one mm-hmm. Seriously, would you, would you agree? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm loath to say anything, so we don't want to spoil it for no. anyone. But yeah, let's. But right now, we're special. just waiting to find out what happens. With the day that tonight is the penultimate episode. Tomorrow, finals tomorrow. We'll we'll discuss it on Monday in the special podcast. But yeah, and for those of you who like me who do not watch the traitors, you yeah. don't have to listen. <laughs> No one has James. to listen to it. No, exactly. Why are you just? Why are you trying to put people? No, so I said because there is a contingent. There is a contingent of our listener who get very antsy at the thought of any kind of reality content. No, I think it's mostly. And so you. I know, I am, like, I'm. I'm just fending that off yeah, by okay. saying it's entirely off. All optional. I would say is those listeners are intelligent and they understand the concept of choice. <laughs> right. Okay. They don't have to listen to it. It's fine. But you, you're, it's like your your little army. That's a followers. They're the ones who are he's, he's, the gal- he's galvanizing without, the army. Yeah, and without without encouragement from from mm-hmm. James, I think they'd be fine with that. What do we find out at the end of the traitors? Like who? Like like who wins? the survivor. A lot of money, right? So, Kay, presumably you would like them to front load that in the first episode, so ah! you knew going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. All right, that's VG. Sure. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. Kay. Yes. <laughs> watching. Um, only a couple of things. Traitors, which we'll talk about Monday, and then. Um, because you were talking about it so favourably last week, I watched the first series of Here We Go. Ah, the which we're Tom Batten comedy. Yes, yeah, so I won't say too much because I've got it. You know, no spoiler alert for the yeah. main interview, main review. Mm. Oh, but I was good. very happy watching it. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay, James, what about you? 
Nothing. Well, we know you haven't had time nothing. to do anything. Like literally nothing. Not even Beyond, a cheeky rewatch okay, of so West Wing. So this week, no, I've watched one episode of The West Wing. That is the only thing I've watched the entire week. And the reasons for this are, oh so I, A, I have been out Self. a lot. I went to see Les Mis again for the 167th oh, time. Uh, that's like my idea of torture. <laughs> it's amazing. It's I loved not, it. Do you know what? It's so weird that you're Fascinatingly, obsessed with Les Mis. Like the whole show was retooled during the pandemic. So the Sondheim Theatre was completely gutted, renovated. All the stage <laughs> stuff was redone. So all of the, the stage work, the whole way the production, it's becoming completely transformed since I last saw it and it was fascinating to see the different direction that the show has gone such in such a so West End Wendy yeah. who knew, <laughs> who knew honestly his eyes lit up. It, just, it was wonderful is it just, have we discussed this before <laughs> I don't know I don't know probably is it just Les Mis that you're obsessed with or is it, yes. just, is it all Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Cameron McIntosh thank you very much Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, no it's the thing isn't it it's they're, they're French people um, who, who creates it Trey Frontier it is yeah. Trey Frontier but is it, yeah, is it just that or do you like all those do you like Miss Saigon do you like um, no, Chicago? Do you like Chicago? I have seen like... Miss Saigon and was a bit meh on right. it. That was the I've, same people, that's what I mentioned. I've seen that. Wicked and thought Wicked was very good, but oh, nothing I, I have Wicked. seen right. <laughs> has been on a level uh, with Les Mis. So weird. And it's so, the thing about Les Mis that horrifies me, and they, they're re-releasing the film, aren't they, for some god... god yeah, they are. Yes, they I mean, are. It's unclear to me why, but yeah, yes, they are. Mysterious reasons. I think it's an anniversary, but still, like, leave it. Right. Um, I was invited to that and I was literally like, oh my God, it's my idea of hell. Because um, it, it's sung through. Isn't it? There's no. It's the whole thing is sound. Do you, do you yeah. Know there's oh, no. Yeah. There's no. There's, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. very it's little. My idea a of hell. My idea of hell. So I went to see because because you know I have to see all the films. Particularly like it got like Oscar nominated and everything. So I, I remember I went to see the to the, the the screening of Les Mis the film and it was excruciating. I feel I very strongly it. about this. Say it, don't sing it. I totally got to say, don't sing it. So I mean, at least the the, the saving grace of musicals like Wonka or mm. what's the other one recently? Mean Girls. Mean Girls. They have. They just have you know, a, lo a load of songs in the middle of them. Um, but to have a whole thing sung, oh, painful. I don't I don't mind it, like, especially because the way Les Mis is performed, and I'm sure theatre people there will probably terms for this, but it, it's acted as well as sung. Like some of the lines are <sighs> semi-sung, semi-spoken, so there's yeah. a lot of acting in the sort of uh, musical performance, which yes. sort of drives the narrative. Yes. And the music is wonderful. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it You don't say la-di-da, they're wonderful. It is, it's wonderful. It's like some of those songs, like when One Day More comes on, that is transcendent. Oh, I bet that's What's the one yeah. that Susan Boyle sung? <laughs> Not a clue. Sue Boat, she sang. Oh yeah, what did she I say? Dreamed a Dream. I dreamed yeah, the dream. Oh, fine. So, fun song. song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great a song. song. You need a hell of a set yeah. of pipes for that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, she has got a set it, of pipes. Indeed. Uh, but one day more is the is the showstopper, so which you, is the end of Act One. Right. Medley. So, right. So you watched Lamers and um, the West Wing, but indeed. So I watched else. one episode of the West Wing because I was doing something else. And I just wanted to put something on, so I put on the Red Mass episode from season four, uh, which is the one I'm up to. But I have not. I have not. I have not watched. <laughs> Boy's actually got his head yeah. in his hand. <laughs> he literally does. Uh, yeah, I, I have not watched anything else because we. We had the live 600 podcast for Empire, which was last weekend. How'd it go? It went very, very oh, well, Saturday except for night. the fact that someone, and I mentioned this on uh, Pilot Plus, but for those of you who don't subscribe, why don't you subscribe? But for those of you who don't subscribe, I was given a Swifty bracelet, which had Swifty written on it, mm. and I was wearing it oh, while yeah. talking to Tom Hiddleston oh, yeah. and realised belatedly that that was awkward and so I had to kind of hide one arm behind I think you'd find it funny. I don't think, I don't think he'd be offended. I think no, I'm sure he wouldn't, but yeah. he just, he I was offended, just, but... I suddenly became acutely aware that it was just, it's weird to be talking to someone wearing a bracelet with their ex-girlfriend's <laughs> name on it. I'm just very saying true. that. That's, yeah. that's weird. I'm Remember the thing I want to say about Taylor Swift that I haven't didn't say because it was in the awards. It was in the, the Golden Globes. Did you watch the Golden Globes where that guy made made a joke about her? Uh, and and she and looked she was really unimpressed. Oh, yes. Pissed off. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that was really a really 
Did on, she look pissed phone. off or did she just seem a bit like, I mean, she, no, wait, she wait, looked wait. really pissed off. What do you think was unfair? Because I missed the whole, I didn't the, the, hear what you said. She was so visibly kind of annoyed about it. I was like, it's just a, and the joke wasn't even, a, the joke was actually about the media coverage of it. It was, yeah. It was saying, yeah. you know, that we'll spend less time showing you shots of of, uh, of her than the MB, than in the um, American football mm. um, games because she's going out with the American footballer. Yeah. And that, so that's not even a joke about her. It's a joke about, fame and the way she's been treated by the media. It's yeah. actually on her side, if anything, that joke. And yet she was visibly like furious about it. I was like, come, I mean, he gets, especially, normally she's renowned for, for having a sense of humour and being funny. And really? Light. I think so. Is she yeah, James? Yeah, she's, she's generally oh. very good with, uh, you know, she, she, she comes across as generally a very lovely person. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't know, but you, it's hard to say what someone actually felt from like a single camera shot of their face. Oh, like, know, how do I you know? know. Yeah. And also, like, I suppose when you're making a joke about someone's boyfriend and their personal life, maybe that kind of touches a nerve. Who the fuck knows? Uh, I mean, Will Smith says it all. Right. right? Well, the, mm, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she didn't go up and, 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 and try and thrust, try and punch. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she got up and lamped yeah. him, that might have been that quite entertaining. Been but yes. yeah. uh, he was terrible, the host, by the way, as, as everyone. Joy, you, I, I didn't know, boy. You've never mentioned Joe... it before on this podcast. No. We should say that. I think we're going to... Unless you... The, <laughs> this is a real ramble chat. Not only if you only watched one episode of The Wise this week, you haven't even had time to watch the actual shows we're reviewing. Well, so... so <laughs> I was actually going to say this. I have watched some of them. Uh, some I of, should, we some should, of them? Well, we'll get to later in the show what oh, I've managed oh, to get through. But this yes. is a tense, this but, oh, no, but yeah, so, so, so Again, <laughs> so, storytelling, this is like the, you know... So, combination of Lame Ears, the 600 show, because I had to watch a load of films for that, and it was just, yeah, there was, there's been a lot going on. Oh, can I just say to the person who sent me the Vegemite, and yes. to James, thank you so much. It's very yeah. kind of you. Yeah, I passed what on the, the Vegemite to Kay. thing? The, the, um, the cross-stitch. Cross-stitch thing. Cross-stitch, yes, that, that was, was right. So, this was Charlotte, one of our listeners, who cross-stitched the pilot TV logo for us, and it was spectacular. It sounds like there are a lot of Pilot TV fans there. It does. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how few of them have written reviews. No, listen, James, I'm not going to have that because actually we have had a flurry of um, reviews come in. It has made me very happy. I have oh. passed them on to James, let him know. Boyd, I know you are less, you know, uh, trying to get these reviews as James and I are petitioning for them. But it does help us. It helps us go up the charts. It yeah. helps get more listeners. And actually, I just wanted to flag two people. Oh, um, yeah. In particular, I wanted to say a particular thanks. I mean, to everyone who could be asked to do it, because we really appreciate it. But particularly, Pike1981, who said, basically, he doesn't subscribe to many podcasts. In fact, just one other. But he's made an exception to also sign up to Pilot Plus because he enjoys um, the main one so much. Oh, bless him. Yeah. So thank you so much, Pike. Also, (laughs) I have to read this one out. Oh, God. Yeah. No, don't be worried. It is about you. Um, it's entitled Bumlug. <laughs> what? It says, five stars for making me spit my coffee out upon hearing James say the aforementioned and now legendary words, bumlurgy, as I catch up on an old Pilot Plus episode. It was the painkillers review. My commutes will never be the same again. I now are a bum in- indented seating with increasing suspicion. <laughs> I'm off to Google the symptoms. Well, I have when was no that? recollection. Oh, really oh I remember. I, I remember because she wouldn't it. sit in the same seat as the other guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's it. And that was it. We were like, it's not like he was going to give her a bumbler. Yeah, that's it. She made the chair, a different chair um, be brought in for her. Yeah, I remember now. What, in the show? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Because that guy had sat in the seat and she insisted she wouldn't sit down uh, and, and yeah, she insisted yeah, someone yeah. else brought a new chair in for yeah. her. And I remember when he said it, I thought it was really funny. But yeah, for someone to quote it in a uh, review was... Uh, Top marks. So thank there you, you very go. much for everyone who's. That's reviewed. the kind of quality that you don't get on podcasts with Dan Jolin and Helen O'Hara. People, yeah. you know, just 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 putting that out there. Yeah, Boyd. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> 
Now, so but I should say it is lovely. It is lovely that people have uh, have written really some reviews. Fine. But I have consulted with maths, and mm. maths has told me that such a small percentage of Pilot TV listeners have left us reviews. A tiny, tiny percentage. I don't know what everyone else is doing. Listen, I think they're possibly... probably going to see Les Mis, or you think <laughs> that's what it is. They're, they're, we're also, so busy. We're at the theatre, and also possibly because you're being an ingrate about the people who did actually <laughs> <laughs> leave messages. It's true. Um, but yeah. Obviously, we should listen to Carol Vaughan, Vorderman in the corner. And if you could, you know, if you are listening now and you feel so inclined, please do drop by with a What's Carol Vorderman got to do with it? Well, he did the maths, didn't he? Oh, he was like, doing God. The maths. <laughs> God, that was tenuous. I was like, what? Did you know what she was talking about? <laughs> of course I did, Boyd. Of yeah. course, I was playing perfect. Attention. I just remember the other thing we, we forgot to say is we this time last week, we yeah. went to see um, a play with oh my great God, people. We, we totally forgot about that. And just FYI, it's because Helen wasn't available. Because my mum wasn't available. <laughs> my mother was ill and you kindly stepped in. But that had TV star Johnny Flynn, one of your favourites. Oh, my fave. From it, The Lovers. Playing Richard Burton, Dickie Burton. He was exceptional. Except, brilliant. Yeah. And Mark Gatiss as Johnny Gilgood, so John Gilgood. And it was, and it was, and Tuppence Middleton, yes. is that right? As, yep. as Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. Have you heard about this play? Uh, I walked past it when you were in it. Wow. Well, not obviously well, we in the play, but when you were watching theater. it, I walked past, you know, it was playing, I believe they were playing the song all by myself, quite loudly over a town, and I just kind of <laughs> yeah. traipsed yeah. past yeah. it, looking oh, down at the floor, rain that. pouring yeah. down on me. Unfortunately, there were no terrible songs on it, in it, but um, it was a brilliant, wasn't it? It was a brilliant play, it was, I thought, fantastic. It was really, really good, and yeah. I'm grateful that you It's called The it. Motive in the Queue, I don't think I said that, it's called The Motive in the Queue, and, uh, which is a line from Hamlet, and it is all about how Richard Burton and Johnny Gilgood did a production of Hamlet in the 60s on Broadway. Way. And so there's a lot of Hamlet in it. You have to be prepared to get it. Like instead of songs, like in Les Mis, there's a lot of Hamlet speechifying and direct performance mm. of stuff from Hamlet. But but fascinating. Isn't it Sir John Gilgood? What did I call him? You can call him Johnny in a very unfamiliar way. Johnny no, Gilgood. It's, it's in a West End Wendy's. <laughs> My making it Johnny Gilgood. <laughs> Now, now that I know that James is such a theatrical, yeah, he responds lovely. well to it. I, oh, I'm Johnny, everyone, of Johnny, dear John. No, he's known as dear Johnny, Johnny Gilbert. Who is it? Oh God, the God. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your better anecdotes. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Wasn't that's it? from the James I called him Dickie Burton as well. I called him Dick, Dickie Burton as well. Yeah. So that's Dickie Burton. You, you just got to call them those things if Johnny you're Gilgood and Dickie Burton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lizzie Taylor. Yeah. Oh God! Right. Uh, okay. What, what what are we doing now? What happens next Sorry, on the podcast? Yeah, um, I've lost my news. entire train of thought. No, it's, it's isn't this the question before? Oh you? yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. yes. This is your God, bit. This is an actual farce. This is okay. just a shambles. Yeah. Right. We've had a message from at Green Brendo, and he says, "I bought a new iPad for my daughter, and now have access to three months free Apple TV Plus. In what order do I watch everything? In other words, rank the content you'd watch if the clock is ticking." Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've done this. So here we go. Uh, hijack? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Yes. It's on no. the list. It's yeah. not even in the top five. No, first hijack. What are you no, like? Boyd, Boyd, Boyd. Let me, you've what? got slow horses. No, 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 no. So, oh, hang on. Talk us through the methodology. I'll talk you okay, through the methodology. Fine. Got Thank on. you. You've got to get it up front, Boyd. Your okay gets I, upset. Yeah, Clearly. Do you know what? He's got a head cold. Something's going on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Clearly, there's methodology. Yeah. I've gone in with the most instantly entertaining. I see. Once to get you in. I see, in. but yeah. you don't see because you didn't list C and you didn't put C down as number one. I haven't put C down as number one. Wait, can, C isn't do you think even it's in the more top entertaining like twenty. And instantly compelling yes. slow horses. Uh, yeah, in a way, yeah, I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Just, just there's something inc- instantly, unbelievably riveting. About it's, it's, track, it's got a kind of crack, yeah. uh, addictive quality exactly. to it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one loves slow horses more than me. But so uh, anyway, I'm starting with hijack, then slow horses. Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah. So I've gone. I've definitely gone with. I'm, I'm front loading the en- entertainment, yeah. no fun, and all these, all these things are fun. So hijack, 
Slow Horses, The Morning Show, season one of The Morning Show. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliantly entertaining. And, you know, you can't beat that cast. Ted Lasso. Yes. You're right. Yes. <laughs> then I've gone for, then now I'm entering into the middle phase. See, I've thought about this. <laughs> God, really which have. is slightly more challenging, slightly more, you might have given them, give them a bit of a chance, slightly slower burn. So I've gone with Severance. Right. Which takes out a little bit of time, but it's worth it. It pays off and was pretty much the best show of that year. Agreed. Year it was. Bad Sisters. Yes. Shining Girls. Which I don't think you've, maybe you've meant to no, even seen. Oh, it's very much on my list. Yeah. Shining Girls is way up the yeah. top of my list, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, then there's um, Bad... Oh, sorry, Criminal said- Record, which is on currently. Yeah. Really brilliant. That's um, very good. Yeah. Uh, then I've gone for Surface, which was... Really, um, then I'm back oh, in yeah. the fun zone. <laughs> Surface, yeah. which was demented, but brilliant fun. Gugu and Batharaw. Gugu and Batharaw. Trying, which is one of mm-hmm. my favourites. And then I've gone for a couple... Right at the end, I've gone for a cu- the couple of... These are long... Th- these these demand more attention and they take a lot... There's a lot of episodes to get through. So For All Mankind. And if it, by, and basically, if you listen to For All Mankind, as you don't listen to Spoiler Special, because it spoils the whole thing, what am I talking about? But the, the reasons why we love it are, are clear from that podcast um, and it's just such a phen- phenomenal show but there are 40 episodes to, to get through 40 yeah. hours of it now to get through and Servant which is one which is one of my favourites which is they're, they're only half our episodes but there are like five seasons of that to get through so they're more long term commitments mm-hmm. if you've still got time after the funny you, you've been very thoughtful yeah. yeah you have Thank I you. mean your list is bullshit obviously uh, and the reasons for that are is because you did not get C up yeah. there obviously for me left out C. but foundation, foundation the glory oh, that is God. foundation is not on that well, list I knew Listen, you'd bang on James, about them. Brendo actually has genuine help here. Yeah. This is genuine help. Silo, as you know, silo, silo very yeah, important, yeah. very important. Actually, size. to be fair, we don't know Brendo's taste. We don't, but if taste. he has taste, these are all for him. Mm. Uh, is it a fella, not a lady? Um, Could well, go either way. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, well, yeah. Foundation is gender agnostic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Masters yeah. of the Air, obviously yes. a big one that's yes. now on there. That you know, which we reviewed on Pilot Plus last week. Yeah. Yeah, also a good one. Uh, you haven't sort of seen, I really enjoyed Defending Jacob with uh, with Chris Evans. I oh, thought that yeah. was a really good yeah. one. One season, one had done, but yeah. I, I thought that was a really good one. Uh, I, I'm not sure this is top tier, but Echo 3, I watched all the way through to the end and oh, the production yeah. values were mm. off the chain. Mm. Uh, if you like a bit of military sure action in the jungle. Uh, the Crowded Room, of course, the Tom Holland and uh, one, mm. I was about to say that I was about to use a word that would have just ruined the show yeah, for you. So yeah. I'm not going to use that word, yeah. but let's just say you should watch that. That's a good one as well. Uh, and a lot of people loved uh, Taron Edgerton's Blackbird. Oh, I love Blackbird, uh, which yeah. is another fact, one that worth. Was, that uh, was I should have put that in. Worth yeah. looking at. So I'm adding shrinking to the list with Harrison Ford at the end. Shrinking was yeah. good. Shrinking's decent. But listen, okay, what we've done is we've listed about 20 shows there. Yeah. If we had to just just narrow, he's it got down three to... months though, isn't he? I mean, oh, that's true. That's like, true. He, he can easily get through. Narrow it down to how many? Well, I just thought like five. Like one? Five? Oh. Um, hijack the morning show, tell us who slow horses severance. <laughs> Okay, fine. Well, so, so you've got issues. So the morning show, obviously, season one, brilliant. Season two, oh, not yeah. so good. No, I, I'm Season three, saying, great. I'm saying season one. I'm mainly saying season yeah, one. And then stop. You, whether, whether, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can stop there. That saves time. Yeah, yeah that saves you a little bit of time. I mean, there is an argument which you made that Ted Lasso, obviously, its first season is, is definitely the, the, the pinnacle of that show. Is it? Uh, I think I so. I don't know yeah. about yeah, that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's the best. Start. Yeah. It's, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's bad after that, but I it, it like certainly has its ups and downs. I mean, C, obviously, a masterpiece from, from beginning to end. So. <laughs> Okay, well, we've tried to help you, Brendo. I'm not sure even if Brendo. James thinks that, believes that. <laughs> I do. Okay, if you say so. But if Helen said so, you'd agree. <laughs> this is going to be the stick we beat you with, Boydo. <laughs> Fine, that makes sense. Do you know what? Do you know what? I did the Foundation Spoiler Special with Helen, so perhaps you want to listen to it. I think I did listen to it. Did you? Did I? I think so. 
Yeah. Did for this season, second season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did a second I think season. I actually did listen to it unbelievably. Mm. Yeah. Because I need and that show needs explaining. <laughs> Both of you are very good at explaining, I have to say. There you go. You are. I I I not still not feeling it, Kate. It's true. Oh my god, how much kind of like tokenistic. It's not tokenistic. I would just like spontaneous ones where we don't have to force you. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, is that it? Are we done? Are we yes. answered yes. this is the question? Okay, yes. brilliant. We have answered the listener question. If you would like your question answered, do send them to K, mistress of the post bag, uh, on Twitter at K Ribeiro, or send it to at Pilot TV Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and apparently, there's going to be a thread in the Pilot subreddit. Uh, this is yet to be pointed out to me. Apparently, there is going to be one, and I'm going to check it each week and then pass it on to K. I'm also going to be putting a thread in the subreddit, which might go out on other mediums as well, asking for feedback on a few little show ideas I'm doing a little bit of live market research so mm. just like keep an eye out I mean the Gladys announcement was, uh, yeah. uh, was you waited until this Kay knows to, all about yeah, this yeah to be uh, fair it was yeah. in the brainstorm we had that it was in the brainstorm sick. you didn't uh, turn up to yeah. boy do you know that one yeah. I mean was I was sick. literally <laughs> so what we're saying is basically James is our Reddit sub yeah Okay. When you can't paste the link from Reddit and you, you send it to us all, which I presume was like with people being nice about us, I, I couldn't read yes. that. You could, you, you... No, and that's why I went on and then uh, I saw right. stuff that. Oh, yeah. was there? Was there... I couldn't read that. Yeah, was so... it because it was too small? Yes. Yeah. You know, you can like Alert. pinch was... to zoom. No, yeah, but even then, then you can read. Oh. The no, resolution wasn't high enough to be able to read oh, it. Oh, sorry. We're not Luddites. No, he's not even being sarcastic. He's being, he's genuinely trying to. Pinch to zoom. Do you not think he's being sarcastic? No, I really wasn't. No, see? Oh, yeah, I can tell. He just assumes ignorance. She was great, stupid, James, and See, this is the difference between me and him. At least I just give compliments and you're resentful that I haven't complimented you enough. He's openly insulting our intelligence. I mean, that's accurate. Yeah. That's so embarrassing. Of course we know to pinch and yeah. well, zoom. Well, oh, God. <laughs> I just thought you were staring at it like moving the phone closer and further away oh, from your face. Right oh, that's brilliant. Oh, God. That's I very good. Oh, God. We should probably move on to news. Yeah. I did say this show would be shambolic. Uh, fine. Let's, uh, let's go on to the news section. What has been happening in the world of news? Boyd. Uh, there's quite a lot of Netflix news this week um, I noticed um, including things like they put out a trailer they confirmed the date and trailer for Ripley mm-hmm. which is the um, uh, Andrew Scott starring series um, about Tom Ripley the character from The Talented Mr. Ripley it's going to be it's going to be on on the 4th of April and they put out a trailer and the trailer I have to say I mean I was excited about the show anyway if you'd have said I think we did didn't we earlier in the year have a what shows you most looking forward to yeah this it's a really year, question segment um, Ripley was certainly then it's now number one for me because you've got Andrew Scott who's coming off you know his extraordinary non-nominated performance but absolutely bloody should have been in um, uh, All of the Strangers the film which is out this week in fact oh I'm such sure. a good film yeah they'll be reviewing that on the Empire podcast I'm yes. sure and he so he plays Tom Ripley and the, and the it's the whole thing shot in black and white for a start which I remember he told me that was happening I was like oh that is bold mm. um, Steve Zalian and the last Steve Zalian TV limited series was of course The Night Off of, which is one of the greatest limited series in the history of television. I'm not exaggerating. It's so amazing. He's a brilliant talent. He's written and directed the whole thing. It's basically an eight-hour thing with Andrew Scott, Johnny Flynn as Dickie Green Greenleaf. Yeah, it's, no, so it's, 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 uh, it's Sir John Flynn. Sir Johnny Flynn <laughs> um, and Dakota Fanning as Marge um, and John Malkovich is in. You see John Malkovich in the trainers. Great, great cast in the trailer. I think that's a trainers. Um, uh, but yeah, the trailer looks fantastic. It's incredibly stylish. Looks beautiful. Andrew Scott looks phenomenal. Brilliant mm. casting. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Then um, in other Netflix news, um, they have announced. Um, that they've got loads of new subscribers. Um, Good for them. Yeah. So have we. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Netflix Variety reported Netflix packs on more than 13 million subscribers in Q4, well above expectations. So, um, wait a minute, isn't this connected? Or maybe it's not connected, but wasn't the news also that they're going to show live sport? Yes. So they've got done this huge deal, WWE, I think it is, and wrestling. Yeah. So the James showing. will know. Yeah. Yes, WWE. So Raw is moving to Netflix, yeah. which is the flagship WWE show. Uh, the reason why the WWE is on my mind is I have and probably. You love the can't Lycra? talk about, but I saw the Iron Claw. I went to see the Iron Claw recently, uh, which is probably is it not embargoed? I don't think so. Well, it's brilliant because it, it, it came out. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually fantastic. about the Von Eric wrestling yeah. plan, it's and it has uh, some WWE adjacent. Zac Efron. It. Oh my god! Um, well, Zac Efron's body in that. I know. It's like I CGI. It's, it's insane. He's always ripped. No, 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 this no, is, no, no, no. This yeah. is like it's like he's doubled his size. There's ripped. And but did you remember Baywatch? Like he did it in yes, Baywatch as well. Did, I do think he's got one of these bodies where he. Can, I, I, it, yeah, maybe it's some it's kind incredible. of weird prosthetic suit. I don't understand because it's not. I'm joking. But it, genuinely, there's ripped and there's whatever the hell he is in that film yeah. because all of them are ripped, but he is next Ninja level Turtle ripped. stomach. And um, Harris Dickinson is in it from, um, he is. from yeah, uh, from The Murder at the End of the World. Indeed. Except and many other wonderful things. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. Is um, he more hench than uh, Jack Reacher guy? Well, no, see, he's different. He doesn't have the sheer bulk. It's the definition. Yeah. Fine. The definition of his abs. Like, if, if you gave him a hug, you'd have, like, abs imprinted on you for, like, the rest of the day. <laughs> Genuine. And also, he, his head is massive. <laughs> Honestly, it's like his head is done, All right, well, if out. it's worked out, he deserves it's, to be proud of it. It's like he's got an enormous teddy. It's, it's like he's got an enormous... It's just what? like an enormous body. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that is a great film I agree um, and uh, how do we get to snubbed that? at the Oscars oh yeah WWE yeah totally snubbed by the Oscars yeah it's a tough it's so was all of our strangers it was, the other yeah, Netflix news great. that you haven't mentioned so far is that yes. two new Harlan Coben yes. series adap- adaptations have been announced by Netflix so that will be the novels uh, Missing You and Run Runaway yeah because Fool Me Once has been a massive massive hit global oh, yeah, huge. huge global hit I think biggest one so far in all of the Harlan Coburn adaptations and they brilliantly very cleverly put it out was it was it Boxing Day or New Year's Day uh, one of the two it was very, or even Christmas Day I can't remember anyway it was around one in of that, the days it was one of the days in the Christmas but where we were all waiting for to be entertained by stuff and I think millions of people watched it and, and, mm. and just and loved Joanna how Lumley addictive it was yeah. saying fuck repeatedly he exactly what more could you want? But even more um, uh, Netflix news is that they've confirmed that Squid Game Season 2 will be on this year. Because I think there was a lot of speculation. We didn't know necessarily if they even started filming it, etc., etc. But it will be on this very year, as will... They'll, as well so the Netflix slate is quite impressive now I know we do often complain about Netflix cancelling shows you know they have cancelled a lot of yeah. some of our favourite shows etc but actually when you look at their slate for this year it's pretty impressive so you've got the Diplomat series 2 oh yes yes James. Gourmet Burger Woo-hoo. remember mm-hmm. Bridgerton season 3 is coming yes, soon um, then you've got Three Body Problem which we'll get yes. soon which James is obsessed with Griselda which we reviewed last week which we all really liked Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman series Eric Stein Benedict Cumberbatch Avatar The Last Airbender etc etc and Ripley and the aforementioned Ripley oh and Emily in Paris your favourite Kane <laughs> season 4 launching soon as well so they have got have, when you stand back from it I think I often feel oh the Netflix glory days or when Stranger Things and the OA but they've still got some pretty damn good shows oh yeah up, and aren't so. they eliminating their lowest price tier they are, yes. They're phasing out. So, yeah. It's going to get more expensive. Non advertising price tier, yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I get the, the highest tier anyway. Of, of course you do, right, Of course you do. No, I would pay for it. The 4K. No, no I'm saying yeah, just, you yeah. know, bragging. You've got to get the 4K, haven't you? You can't watch these things. You can't, you can't watch three body problem not in 4K, can you? 1K oh. is enough for me. Steady. 
Um, do you see the Reacher news? You'd be excited by that, I'm Yes, sure. Persuader, the yes. seventh book in the Lee Child yes. series. I'm not going to talk too much about this because we wanged on about it for about 20 minutes on the Empire podcast on Friday. I mean, even it's a TV show. It is a TV show, but oh, obviously James, we're Reacher maniacs. But uh, yeah, Persuader's a really good choice and it's a it's a mix-up of the formula again, but it is like solo Reacher again. It's Lone Wolf Reacher, but he goes, he goes undercover to take down a drug kingpin. It's a really good book. Yeah, I, it's, I concur. It's a very yeah. good book. Yes. Good choice. I watched, I've read that as well. Um, <laughs> you want to, not you, you two are ridiculous. What? Your upmanship. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, I, read it, I read it first. And uh, in the weirdest bit, one more bit of casting news. Yes. Did you see this? The, the Amazon's psychological thriller Malice coming soon. Not, I believe, anything to do with the mad, mad film Malice. Malice. Malice? Malice. What the fuck is Malice? Malice good is one. a um, psychological thriller starring... David Duchovny, Carice Van Houten, and Johnny Jack Flynn. Whitehall. Oh, wow. Jack Whitehall in what it sounds like a completely straight role. So, um, the series will be blah, 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 blah. Exact plot details have been kept under wraps, but sources say the series will follow a young man, Whitehall, who seeks to infiltrate the world of a wealthy family with Duchovny and Van Houten playing the heads of that family. Interesting is that. So, Jack Whitehall's gone in, going in full big stardom in a major prime video uh, psychological thriller. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did you? I see the, a piece of news that I would never have predicted. John Boyega is going to be playing Eli in a prequel series to the Book of Eli. Have you seen the Book of Eli? It's a Denzel Washington film oh, yeah, yeah. from 2010. Yeah, like uh, post-apocalyptic thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's written by Gary Witter, and it's uh, and and it's it's <laughs> so it's hard to it's a it's a post-apocalyptic thing where Denzel Washington was killing the shit out of a load of people. But there are two big twists. Yeah. Which, once you know, obviously changes... I'm not going to reveal them here if people haven't seen The Book of Eli, because it actually it's a lot of fun, that film, isn't it? Mm. And the twists yeah, are quite interesting. No, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I found that interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that this is happening. Yeah, that is weird, yeah. But positive. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Great! Uh, other things that happened, Constellation, the Apple TV show Constellation, got a trailer with Numi Constellation, Rapace. the Apple TV show Constellation. <laughs> Const- that's his full title, is Constellation, the Apple TV show Constellation. Uh, he got a trailer, this is Numi Rapace in space, and oh my god, this looks right up my alley. Mm. I'm very excited about Constellation. Okay. Have, yes. you, have, have, I, have you got any extra news? No, because you did all the Netflix news. <laughs> oh, sorry. News. No, it's all right. I said about um, Harlan Coburn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, was, it was Netflix dominated, wasn't it? Mm. The news. Still. Big news. Yeah. Other streaming services. Are oh, right, and also yeah. the other the other bit of big news was that if you um, pinch the screen, you can uh, That's true, yeah. Bigger. You can make pictures bigger and or smaller with a simple gesture. I mean, that was I mean, really the bombshell is, news. <laughs> that is the big news. Oh, my, still haven't got a date for Feud Capote versus the Swans, by the way. Uh, Listen, still I hanging. need to let it go. Disney Plus <laughs> keeping me hanging. I've specifically asked them. They're like, we don't know. Now, we've got to spoke Russell Tovey went to New York for the premiere this week which was brilliant loads of if you if you don't follow him on social media loads of brilliant photos of him the premiere was at the moment Museum of Modern Art massive lavish Russell thing yeah. to get him he, to ask them he doesn't them. know he thinks... no get him to ask them no, yeah. well yeah but oh, okay <laughs> come on anyway I wouldn't surprise me too it goes out January 31st on um, in America on FX I wouldn't surprise me at all if it arrives here pretty much the next day they just haven't told us yet anyway keep an eye out for it Feud Capote versus the Swansea looks absolutely brilliant with um, with uh, Tom Hollander playing Jim and Capote Tom Hollander who's uh, yes. got a lot of money in his bank account at the moment story that was <laughs> Did you hear yes. that story? What was it again? It's, I mean, it's it's film news, really, but... It, but Tom, it's still hilarious. Tom Hollander, star of The White Lotus, mm. this, this show, was on, it was on an American chat show, wasn't it? it was yeah. Promoting Feud. And he said how he got sent a cheque for Tom Holland, 
the Spider-Man star, <gasps> just his bonus from Marvel oh for being in the Avengers of, um, of um, at least a million, of, of, of some some level of millions. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, because he's Tom Hollander rather than Tom Holland. And I mean, to... as admin fuck-ups go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to send it to one, send it to Tom Hollandist. Yes. Well, there's also the other Tom Holland, I mean, as well. Yeah, there's, there's two, two Tom, Tom Hollands. Yeah. There's Tom Hollander, and then, as we mentioned on the on the Empire <laughs> podcast quite regularly, my roofer is also called Tom Holland. <laughs> you mention your roofer quite yeah. regularly. Yeah. On the, yeah, the guy who fixed my roof was yeah. called Tom Holland, not that one. Fantastic. There's Wasn't another Boyd Hilton, a professor in Oxford. That's right, yeah. Yes, there the is. The famous Boyd he Hilton. He gets all the famous... your checks for hosting, apparently. <laughs> he did get, yeah, I got one of his checks once. Really? Did yeah. you? For 100 quid, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you cash it? No, no, I sent it to him. I'm not, I'm not a thief. No, but yeah, just, yeah, so I've got my own Tom Holland, uh, Tom Holland story, effectively. Yeah, it was a chick for hundred pounds, not a million though. That's a shame. If it yeah. a million, you'd cash yeah. it. Yeah, my main, uh, my main kind of uh, thought when Tom Holland uh, told that story was, I wonder if Tom Holland is clear this with Tom Holland. I wonder if Tom Holland wants the world to know that he gets however many millions as a bonus yeah. for being in those films. Yeah, it's a big reveal. It's quite a big reveal. Mm. Yeah, well, who knows. Anyway, wow. we discussed that in detail in the Empire podcast. We actually didn't. I think we, and we missed it completely, no. unless it was during a period of the podcast when I wasn't listening. So, uh, <laughs> Which, as, as, as anyone regular listeners know, it happens quite a lot. Yeah. It's hard to say. He glazes over, slash looks <laughs> yeah. down, you know he's yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, okay, is that, is that over news? Are we done? Yes, we're, we're done. Finished. Readers' question, news, tick. With, okay, there we go. There we go, it's podcasting 101. Right, <laughs> should we move on to the, checks notes, review section, uh, where we review... The new releases. So let's begin with Here We Go, the second season of Here We Go, which lands on BBC One this week, though how it's not called Here We Go Again is an absolute mystery to me. Uh, this is, oh God, this is a kind of reportage slice of family life as the Jessops existence is documented by their oldest son uh, on his, I'd say, camcorder, but it's not set in 1996, so I guess phone. Uh, anyway, this is series two of the comedy that is largely about earwax. Boydie, please tell us about <laughs> Here we go. He's being so unfair. Sorry. And you've met you nearly killed Boyd. You killed Boyd with your uh, snobbery. I'm slightly dreading this because I knew we had a choice, right? We had a choice, dear listener. I'll let you in on the behind the veil. We kind of had a choice between this show and Genius, which is the Martin Luther King Malcolm X kind of docudrama, which is on National Geographic. Which is on National Geographic, yeah. and we went for this in a slight, you know. And I, I thought, well. I mean, on the one hand, I've seen it already, and I did. So, <laughs> so that's full, the reason. Full, full transparency. Uh, I hosted the Q and A for it. Also, obviously. let's let's really pull the veil back. And it was James was delighted at the thirty minute runtime. Yeah, and it was a thirty minute go. rundown. Exactly in his hectic schedule. It was a now. really yeah. busy week. It was a really busy week. Um, we probably, should, but I, I'm dreading him. James is like, you know, disdain. It was too silly. Well, let's too, just not ask him. Let's, yeah, just, exactly. yeah, let's just talk about it without me. Yeah. I, I, I. I'll just say it now. I love this show. I think it's the, one of the funniest um, of its time on, type on TV. It's a family sitcom, but rewritten. So you've got two elements of it. I think that make it unique. One is that, as you say, it's filmed by the son, the the, the son character. Yeah, and he's which means of, there's quite a few. Not like it's not like a oneer, but there are yeah. quite a few long extended are, shots. Which absolutely. fair play to them. In a comedy, is quite difficult because obviously yeah. comedy requires fast edits a lot exactly. of the time. But. Exactly, which gives it a, a unique feel. Um, and then and it plays with time quite a lot. So it'll it, it will bring bring in the first scene and then it'll go back or forth in time 
and you, a lot of the time jumps to kind of explain lots of running jokes and um, that works really well I think and just the cast is fantastic so the whole thing is written and created and starring Tom Basden of Afterlife fame you know from Ricky Gervais's brother-in-law he's mm-hmm. in Afterlife yeah. and the main character the father's played by Jim Howick um, Catherine Parkinson plays his wife Rachel the brilliant the legendary Alison Stebman plays um, his mother Sue and um, they are Freya Parks plays the teenage daughter whose girlfriend lives in Norway and um, it's just and uh, the girlfriend Cherry played by Tori Allen Martin of Baton Baston's character and he's the brother of Catherine Parkinson anyway these are all fantastic comedy performers and they're given brilliant juicy funny stuff in this first episode James made reference to that there's an earwax running joke which is very topical because the whole, the whole thing about earwax on the news I don't know if you've heard is there? yeah there's not enough NHS treatment for earwax and you have to a lot of you having to go private you see if you listen to Radio 5 Live like I do it's been all over the place okay so that's very topical so topical comedy show very topical news. comedy show there's an old family boat the mother's the grandmother's clearing out her old house she wants she's got to leave and she clears out a boat and there's lots of good slapstick stuff set up and there's, the there's timey-wimey narrative yeah. uh, like they, they, yeah it exactly. hops back and forth exactly. on the timeline and, but the, my favourite thing about this first episode of this series is that um, Catherine Parkinson's character Rachel <laughs> she's a mature student and she <laughs> she's in case laughing it's really fucking funny she decides to throw a, a gathering for her fellow students which two turn up yeah. and they are both one of them does one of them doesn't have doesn't really understand what's going on because uh, he's foreign and she she's talk, making lots of references to Bruce Forsyth and she he does no idea who he is <laughs> and the other one's just is generally disdainful yeah. and she does this drinking game where they do a version of um, what's it the, the, higher the, or lower higher or lower to, car, to play your cards right and it, honestly I thought it was a comedy masterpiece on her a, a masterclass from Catherine Parkinson as she gets drunker and drunker as she's just going through this game and they're too, late, just looking at her in disbelief honestly if you don't find that funny and we'll, we'll find that I'm sure James <laughs> didn't find it funny because he's such a twat but that's one of the funniest things I've seen on TV this year and it's a really it's a really it's 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 proof that you can do a um, a, a pre-watershed it goes at 8 o'clock on BBC One pre-watershed family friendly show that isn't kind of enfeebled and cliched and kind of plays on cliches Jim Harrick's hilarious as well as the dad and um, and it's brilliantly done it's believable it's not I don't think it is silly I don't think it is I'm anticipating what not James is going to say but it's not like silly gags the humour does come from character totally comes from character but there are brilliant one-liners as well uh Kay, what did you think i absolutely love this so when you were talking up last week i was always going to um watch it but then i was a bit worried about the documentary style uh camera work of the sun i thought mm, is it going to wear thin but it totally doesn't and i'm actually jealous that tom basden's created this because i think it's so funny as you say all the humor character led um for me i mean i really did like the Catherine parkinson stuff with the back to uni um party she holds but Jim Howick is just so yeah. funny. For anyone who um, doesn't know him, he's the co-creator, co-star of Ghosts. And, he and he's is, in sex education. Yes, less, he's in loads of great things. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the earwax build-up storyline was so, so good. And I just I just think even the physical comedy, they do really well. Tom Hasden oh, yeah. does really well. Um, and anything with Alison Stedman in is a winner. So... I just, honestly, I love this so much. I think anyone who um, is interested, who you haven't seen it, go back to series one. It's all on iPlayer. Um, the episodes are really short, but it's just really, really good. And I fully endorse this. 
Here we go. And that's it. No, here we show. go. No, we're not hearing from James. Oh, I mean, I'd love it if that was true. But no, I am intrigued to hear from James. You don't. You don't need to hear from me. Oh, you don't. So well, disappointing. No. So, so I'm going to say I only got two thirds of the way through it before Kay turned up to this podcast. I've only seen twenty out of the thirty minutes, so I cannot. <laughs> In good conscience, give a rounded review of the show. I will say I found some of the jokes were funny, uh, but I found the hit rate, the hit to miss ratio, to be more in the miss to hit oh, for see, me. I completely um, disagree. I no, and that's fine. It's I like think the hit rate's so high. Yeah, this is as you know, this isn't like my heartland when it comes to TV. So I struggled with the humour of it, and the party scene is very heavy on the cringe as well. Oh, like yeah, very heavy oh, on I the mean, cringe. I mean, there's a lot of cringe. So, on, yeah. so yes, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I didn't like that bit. Uh, no. massively. Do you know what? The only the only area of weakness for me, yeah. and I, you might disagree, is the character of Cherry. I think uh, she's a bit okay. overblown. She's big. Yeah. She's big. I just, you just get used to her. I think the whole point of it, she is big. She's a bit yeah. like a disruptor kind of character. Oh, yeah. I, I detested that character. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely detested Detest. that character. Not just, not even, not even dislike or, or, or hate. Detest. Because it, it was almost a caricature. Like it's a, whereas not a the other bit, characters aren't. Caricature. That yeah. one is caricatured. And I always think like that they, they should be relatable. You should be able to identify, you know, possibly a type, but they should feel organic. And that character didn't. I think, yeah, she's the biggest character. I think it's quite funny. It's her relationship with Tom Baslan's character is the key because he's the opposite mm. and it's like he's trying to I think that's but interesting I feel like the other characters feel so real yeah yeah, she, yeah. But, I still, I've still i seen met people like her so I, I, I'll allow okay, it okay well I don't know your friendship group but um, <laughs> I didn't say well, I think you do I said, <laughs> it's I, Helen and Dan like oh yeah mm. <laughs> um, no this is please can I want people to um, watch this and then get in touch just so we can prove to James that other people do like it oh I'm, I'm fully convinced that this is largely just me so oh, okay, it's, fine. it's fine oh okay in that case but watch it anyway, everyone. Sure. Here we go. Again. Uh, lands on BBC One, when, Boydy? Friday, 8 o'clock. On Friday. Right. Let's go on now to a BBC show that is very much more up my alley. Uh, which witch is the best witch? Obviously being a question that we all ask at one point or another. And adding to the witchy conversation is Domino Day. Or Domino Day. Or it's not Domino Day, it's Domino Day. Because it's not the day, Domino. Anyway, her name's Domino Day, whatever. Uh, so this is on BBC Three. It's a young woman of the Wiccan variety called Domino. Uh, and she's using dating apps to, well, let's be honest, drain the life force out of muggles. Uh, Kay, as someone who, let's be honest, does the same, uh, did this show of <laughs> Dominoes deliver? He's very emboldened, isn't he? Just, very just, brave just from the other side of the desk. Do you see what I did there with the Dominoes? Did, did Domino del deliver? Because oh, Dominoes oh, did. Fine. Anyway, carry on. Is it good? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was fully prepared um, not to like this because it's supernatural and, you know, it involves witches and they're not particularly my favourite things. But I really enjoyed this. And I think it's purely down to Sienna Kelly, who plays um, Domino Day. And as James says, she she's on all the apps. You think she's searching for love, but she's actually looking for her next victim. And I just and she's got these extraordinary powers which she doesn't really understand. She's scared by them. She she's searching for answers. But in this first episode, we see her going on this date with this absolute twat mm -hmm. and um, who's the absolute worst and I've never been so happy to see a supernatural sequence because <laughs> <laughs> the way she handles him is pretty impressive and you're going to want those superpowers but I just thought it was really intriguing and um, there's this coven of witches who are um, tracking her every move because they're convinced that they need to stop her because her powers will destroy the world essentially and um, yeah I just got really into it I towards the end something happens with one of the coven and I don't want to ruin it but I was they started to lose me there but I think the power of uh, Domino Day 
Sienna Kelly was such that I might consider watching. See, I episode. wondered what you would make of this mm. because it's again, it's a little out your wheelhouse because it's witches and supernatural shenanigans, but it's also quite grounded and relatable in that it is a young single woman in her twenties on yeah. dating apps, whatnot. So there's there's a relatability She's to it. She's a really strong lead. Yeah, and she also is helped. I loved her. I'm a bit obsessed with her hair, <laughs> <laughs> her curls, her but curl pattern. I, I mean, I for me, it was the it was the. Um, I uh, kind of like the world building stuff because they did that thing that I really like in this stuff where nothing is spelled out. You're playing catch up all the way through where you're not entirely sure, honestly, what's going on for most of the first episode because they make it deliberately vague and they allude to stuff. And even by the end of the first episode, there are so many more questions than answered, which I think is the sign of a great show because it shows a level of confidence and it shows a faith in your audience that they don't need everything spoon-fed to them and that they will come back for answers when they eventually come. Uh, and I, I'm absolutely sold on this because there were so many things. Oh, I, I need to know what's happening there. Where did he go? Who is this guy? That bloke shifty. What do they want? What is the? Wh who are the elders? And what's their agenda? Like there was a lot. There were a lot of uh, a lot of elements to this that I found absolutely fascinating. So yeah, here for the witches. Love it. Felt it. accessible to me. I did it. Mm. Mm. You love a coven, don't you? I do love it a coven. Really does. Oh, I love a, a, a coven. Different critical. I don't know. Like it's no much harsher on you know just a family being yeah, funny yeah, yeah. in Montreal. And yeah, I was, I was about to say yeah. a coven, and he loves it. <laughs> it's like oh, like get away with anything. If the if the camcorder had been following a yes, family of witches around, exactly. and they'd have been funny, yeah. I'd have been on board. I mean, there were some quite big characters in this. What about those two elders come down and start? But that was like almost They're, comical. I, I was. I was. Yeah, that was what Kay did like. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like wasn't that. the strongest moment. That was a dodgy moment. The strongest. Yeah, that was, that was, was like funny. Mm -hmm. That was yes. like, and I'm not sure if he was being played for laughs or not. I it, don't think it was. I think it took you completely I wish he hadn't out. Included of, it. No, exactly. Yeah, that was that was that should have been cut. I, yeah. I thought that that it just because it maintained a level of tension, and I wouldn't say it was scary. It definitely wasn't scary, but no. it maintained a, a certain level of heightened intensity yeah. throughout, which that totally. Mm -hmm. Blew it away. Yeah, it's it, so. dispelled all of that. Yeah, mm. but it is no. I thought it is very good. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. This um, this thing has been uh, written by Lauren Sequeira, who's been trying to get it away for years. I think, um, as you say, Sienna Kelly is so brilliant in the mm. role. She's she's phenomenal. My second favorite witch to grot bags. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I thought the first scene was great because you had this absolute gigantic bell end oh, coming in and, and and she she bonds with the barman played by um, Purcell Ascot who, who who turns who I think will play a major part in the whole series mm. as they bond and he's a, clearly a nice guy a decent guy and he's kind of flirting with her but in a in a non in a, in a non-offensive way then her actual date comes and she's met on the dating app who's a complete gigantic prick and um you know we're used to seeing these characters in but he they do love very well mm -hmm. in both the casting of him because he's he looks the part with a massive yeah. back combed hair thing going on and he's kind of like an American psycho figure almost isn't he he's kind of like you know a total like city boy he looks like he should be an twat. industry yeah it should be an industry right he could be an industry um, and what happens with him in that scene is is, is that is a kind of bold scene oh, it's, it's, quite shocking, it's quite shocking edgy yeah. and uncomfortable right. yeah, like it's exactly. not yeah, it really is. Not yeah. for the faint-hearted. Yeah, not for the faint-hearted. Um, so I thought that it, it just starts really well, um, and I think this kind of show you have to, to draw people in. You have to have a big opening, and I think mm. it has that big opening. I wouldn't say. I think the rest of it I found perfectly engaging. I wouldn't say it was amazingly um, kind of. It didn't, it didn't blow my mind or anything, but I, but there was enough going on to keep me to keep me um, what uh, kind of watching it. And I think she's so good, and uh, Purcell Ascot's character Leon is the, the barman guy. Uh, is so likable anyway that I think it, yeah I think it works. Yeah, it's good. It does. Yeah. Okay, Domino Day, which lands on BBC Three. Yes. 
Wednesday. On Wednesday. Nine o'clock. And I think they're repeating it on BBC One as well a few days later. They okay. are, in fact. Finally, we have Black Cake, a show that charts the trauma of discovering that the cake you thought was lemon drizzle turns out <laughs> to be chocolate. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Wow. Uh, it's what Kay promises to buy us if we get more. I don't, look, I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I don't know what to tell you. Is cake a made-up drug? It's really hard to say. I didn't get time to watch it. I'm sorry. And I felt really bad about that. I felt awful. I felt... Until, until I discovered <laughs> that I wasn't alone in this endeavour. Was I, Kay? It's such a stitch up. It's like, from the very beginning, I knew you were, were going to do this. Yes, I also am in detention with James because um, due to my own, what shall we say? Lack of professionalism? Yes. Laziness? What, what are we no, going it's not with? laziness. I thought I had the screener and then um, it was, I got to watching it and I realised it didn't and then I ran out of time. So that's my bad. It's on me. So we are relying on Boyd, who, let's face I mean, it, most, most listeners just want to hear from him. So... Boy. I mean, what a scandal, though. But first of all, can I just say, listen, again, talking about the veil. Mm, like, kick off. The, the, you, you both demand to know what we're going to cover, like days, days, mm. weeks in advance. You've got days and days to find out you've got the screeners for these shows. Then it comes to the day, and you're like, oh, by the way, I haven't got a screener. And yeah, you're supposed can to Can I ask you one thing? Yes. Would you tell Helen off? If she had done like this. I mean, not in the same I way. Yeah, exactly. But you well, know, you I believe what Boyd's saying is Helen would never have put herself well, in this I mean, situation. Yeah, that's true. Seriously. Yeah. I she mean, would, I love Helen, she so not, yeah, I mean, she wouldn't. She would so I would just I would normally never be watching a show that we're reviewing on the show the day we record right. it. I normally do it way right. in advance. So to stop shit like that happening. Yes. This week has been an exception. Oh, oh yeah. Well, What's like, your excuse? None of us are, none of us are proud of this. <laughs> I mean, I'll forgive you, kind of. Sorry, everyone. Um, here is what I think of Black... So Black Cake is a big old um, limited series, an eight-part drama. It's made by Oprah Winfrey's production company, adapted by Marissa Jo Kerra from a novel by Charmaine Wilkinson, which I believe was a bit of a phenomenon. Um, it's a big, ambitious series spanning decades set across various countries. Jamaica starts in Southern California, Italy, Wales, and London. The whole of episode two is, is set in London. And it's all about um, this widow called Eleanor Bennett, played by Chipo Chang from his dark materials and it starts out in the present day she's ill and she's dying basically and she leaves her two estranged adult offspring Byron played by Ashley Thomas who's actually Bashy British rap star Bashy who was in Great Expectations he was brilliant in the Oliver Coleman Great Expectations that went out last year oh, yeah. yeah he was fantastic in that one of the best things about it and Benny who's played by Adrienne Warren who's, who was in The Woman King if you saw The Woman King you recognise her from that they are kind of brother and sister and on her deathbed um, their mother leaves them a flat drive that holds recordings of the stories of her life and she kind of explains this incredible life she's had spanning spanning all these different countries all these different situations and that is intercut with a flashback to when um, a young girl when she is a young girl disappears into the surf off the coast of Jamaica in the late 60s and I'll try not to, I won't spoil it but there's all reasons why she suddenly has to disappear to do with um, what happens with uh, a, a, when she's just a young teenager to do with her dad who's a horrible monster and another horrible monster who um, she's, she's, she's kind of supposed to have an arranged marriage with so it's a sprawling historic epic thing which jumps from the present day to the past and jumps around the world it is very Oprah Winfrey I don't even mean by that you know if you, if you look at Oprah Winfrey's like book club and, yeah. her, and stuff that she does there's a certain type of story that she's drawn to of trauma, mm -hmm. of abuse, of um, exploitation, of racism. And it's all like it, very much in her wheelhouse of the stuff oh, that she, she does. But yeah. But 
What I would say about this is what's surprising me about it. It's very, it's very compelling. The story is really interesting. I think the present day stuff isn't quite like the present day stuff revolves around things like Bash's character. Is he going to get this promotion or not? Kind of thing. And it feels a little bit bland. And I was surprised by the extent to which they give you stuff set in the present day with his character and the sister and didn't just completely focus on the story of the, of, mm. of their mother because she she has such an amazing life it's almost absurd so I'm not quite sure so the present day stuff isn't that great but the, the flashback stuff to what happened to the mother is are really interesting she does all these tape recordings and that device works pretty well and it just looks amazing it, you know like some some all the, all the Apple shows have this we talk about their gleaming cinematography and everything this is just a lushly shot I don't know how what, what I don't know what the technical tone for it is but this looks absolutely dynamic beautifully yeah, the shot super lush filter on. super lush camera filter <laughs> um, it just looks great it looks better than most films you see basically is what I'm saying in the, in the cinema they've really it, look, it feels like they've spent a lot of money you know what that is that's the Oprah effect it is the Oprah effect, I guess. Yeah, she is that powerful. That she's, so it feels like a big, massive budget thing. And then I watched episode two, which is the one set in London, and suddenly they go, they, you go from Jamaica and this lavish world in Jamaica to her working it with a number 24 bus goes, honestly, <laughs> in London, which is really funny. And I, f- I have to say, for a big, huge, big American production, it seemed pretty accurate, the, set in the London of, of you know, of, of, of years ago, decades ago. But I thought I was really interested in that. So I did enjoy it. It's really interesting. I think you'd, you'd really like it, Kay. I think you'd probably find it a little bit traumatic. James. Um, I dodged a bullet. Is that what you're saying? A little bit dodged a bullet, but it's really well done, is the bottom line. Incredibly well made. I'm not, will I carry on watching it? I'm kind of 50 50 at the moment. I don't know. But I, I mean, I did watch the second episode without, I didn't need to watch the second episode, but I did. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. What a shame that neither of you found time in your hectic schedules. <laughs> Listen, I've let myself it. down, I've let yeah. you down, I've let the yeah, listeners down. Exactly. I know that, and I apologize. Anyway, it starts on Wednesday on the Disney Plus. I think Wednesday it all comes out, in fact, in, I think it's all been, uh, I think it all comes out as a big box set binge thing. Okay. Yeah. That is it. Anything else out this week we need to know about, Boydie? Yes, yes. Uh, heavily embargoed Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which arrives on Prime Video on Friday, but it's yes. heavily embargoed. So we're doing that on Plus. On Plus, we are indeed. Which is, the, this is the reimagining of the film, which starred two people called Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And this time it stars Donald Glover and Maya Erskine, who is in Obi-Wan Kenobi, among other things. It was originally supposed to be um, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. But they, she left the project. Um, I've watched it. I can't. But it's heavily embargoed. So we will review that on Plus. But we like, will anyway. That's on Friday. Prime Video. There's a thing called a bloody. Now I didn't tell you about this. This, you know, there's sometimes every now and then there's a show arrives and you and you kind of notice it in in the press release and everything. You think, oh, maybe it's a contender to do. It. And I totally forgot to add this to the list of contender shows. We probably would have reviewed this if I'd have explained to James what don't it was. Don't tell him that. Because but I'm be, very honest. Am I going to be upset? No, I don't know. Maybe this is a bloody lucky day. It arrives on Paramount Plus on Thursday. It's a ten part South Korean thriller about a taxi driver who agrees to drive a mysterious man to a faraway city for big money, and the passenger is a serial killer. And this Sounds is good. Yeah, and this is supposed to be a bit a bit of a phenomenon in South Korea. And, and oh, is this going to be like us and Squid Game where we just drop the ball? Yes, yeah. Did we drop? Oh my god, his memory! I'm going to watch it, and I will I will get back to you, everyone. There's a, a sh- have you heard of a show called Sort of? That's on Sky Comedy now on Thursday. It's the, actually the final season of that show. It's about a non-binary millennial called Sabi, which a lot of people say is really good. I've never watched it. I have to admit, he's That's, smiling, and I feel like he's made a note to take that bit out. That wasn't why I was smiling, but carry on. 
Sorry. It's just smiling generally. Just smiling with joy. <laughs> Death in Paradise starts on Sunday, new season, Kate. You oh, quite yeah, like that show? I watched that. Yeah, Little. because I went on the set visit. Oh, yeah. To where is it? Guadalupe. What a swiss. Guys, what a swiss. For this show. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. The aforementioned, I did mention Genius. So this is the um, Strand. Yes. Who have they had so far? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I. Anyway, this series, which is on National Geographic from Saturday, it dramatizes the Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X interrelationship. Um, and it stars Kelvin Harris Jr. as as Martin Luther King, Aaron Pierre as Malcolm X. And it also focuses on their wives. So Coretta Scott King is played by Richard Opia from I May Destroy You. And Betty Shabazz is played by Jamie Lawson from The Batman. So uh, that does actually look really good. But again, we, I don't even know if we got sent screeners of this, though, to be fair to us. I don't. I certainly don't remember seeing them. Anyway, Genius MLK backslash X is on National Geographic on Saturday, um, and there's a Jack Whitehall stand-up special. I know you're a big Jack Whitehall fan, uh, James, um, on Netflix on Tuesday called Settle Down, which I've been to see at when he did it live. It was very funny. I saw Jack Whitehall play at uh, the Comedy Club in Covent Garden. Wow. Well, recently? Uh, no, it was about three years, years ago. ago. Three years ago. Did you okay. like it? Yeah, it was good. It was one of those ones where he was a surprise. He just walked into out new yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. It was actually funny because you actually saw him. He had a piece of paper on a stool. And when people didn't laugh, you actually saw him go over and start crossing out oh, gags. Yeah, they have to do Which that. I thought was hilarious. Just watching yeah. him literally, oh, that's, that's killed yeah, that yeah, one yeah. then. You yeah. know, yeah. it was fascinating. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you know that we we are uh, we, we, we have been responsible for Ricky Gervais going to yes. King's Place to do yes. just that thing? I did see that. Yeah, so he was so yeah. excited to be on our 250th live show that he has been going back to <laughs> <laughs> he's been going back to King's Place. Mm. He's done a few gigs there to try yes. out new material. Mm. Yeah, I think that's generally the case because I don't. I seem to remember him saying to me he hadn't been in, been in that venue before. Before you're we welcome, did that Ricky. Show. Do you yeah. think he was disappointed that we weren't there? He must have been gutted, yeah. Although I do plan on going to see one of these new. Um, I, li- I like to see. My favourite thing about Ricky Gervais is I like to see. Well, what else can take you, okay? I like to see the earliest. <laughs> Assuming Helen's busy, obviously. I like to compare the earliest incarnation of his show. So I went to see one, the equivalent of this a couple of years ago when he did the first version of what then became, became Armageddon, yeah. the most recent one. And now I want to see this thing, the earliest version of this, the next show. And then Which is going to become Boydageddon. <laughs> yeah, and they'll see the final version in however many months' time when he mm. actually does the next tour. But yeah, it's already doing new material, which is extraordinary. Mm. What's our pick of the week? If we could just, okay, you and I can probably pick something we've watched. Uh, <laughs> well, it's here, here we, we go. go obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's not obviously. my pick of the week. So uh, here we go to go and watch Domino Day. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Anywho, that is it for this week's, honestly, I'm so sorry, utterly shambolic episode of the Pilot TV podcast. We will try and do better in future. If you are new to the podcast, please believe this is not representative of the show. Uh, If you enjoyed it or, you know, tolerated it, do please head over to, uh, I I always say this to Apple Podcasts and leave it to review and a five-star rating. That'd be very much replaced. But if you're not on Apple, it's okay. You can leave a five-star rating on Spotify, and that might be it. I don't know if there's anywhere else you can leave one, but one of those, pick one. Pick one and leave us a five-star rating. That would be lovely. Uh, on next week's show, we have a selection of things. Curb Your Enthusiasm, which Boyd has watched twice, <laughs> twice, <laughs> arrives Sorry. on Sky and now. So I'm sure we will be watching might that. Might be embargoed. I don't know. I have to check. I mean, yeah, but it airs on Monday, so Just I would have thought that Larry, would be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, what else is that? Halo Returns, season two of oh, Halo. Jesus. That's exciting. Kay, I know, is going to be psyched about that. The TED TV series lands on Sky as yeah. well, for better or worse. Uh, one day, obviously, one day. as we mentioned earlier, comes to Netflix. That might be embargoed, so we'll have to see. And there's something called Gwed yes. on ITVX. Yes, that's that's tailor-made for you. <laughs> oh, God. I've heard good things, I think. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a comedy. It's oh, a comedy great. set in Liverpool. I look forward to Northerners, it. Northerners, working-class people. <laughs> 
unbelievable. Get the hate mail. <laughs> unbelievable pigeonholing. Yeah. Uh, so that so we will be covering a selection of those, which will be very very exciting. So, assuming there isn't a better podcast out there you can listen to with I don't know Dan Jolin and Helen O'Hara hosting it, then uh, feel free to come back and uh, listen to us then. You're Boyd. Sorry. It's good. It's good. Fine. Sorry, I even mentioned them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to take us a long time. To yeah, I think it. so. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, me and Kay are going to start our own podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's called the Fuck You Boy Pod. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Good luck. Oh God, pilot out. <laughs> <laughs>